Well, this weekend is the beginning of a big week here in Oshkosh with the um, EAA, the Air Venture. It's actually my second time being here for it. And as I was sitting up here, it dawned upon me, I was here last year visiting and worshiping in your church when Pastor Rick Swanningson was actually the speaker. So I'm glad to be back. Um, It's been a wonderful year for me. A year ago yesterday was when I started working for Adventist World Aviation, and it's been a wonderful year, learning lots, um, learning how to be a pilot, which is exciting for me, something I've always wanted to do, never had the opportunity. Let me just ask, how many pilots are in the audience? Very good. Let me ask another question. How many Bible workers are in the audience? Well, I would hope everybody would raise their hands because, and I've heard this several times this morning. I've heard it in our Sabbath school lesson class that we had in here. I even heard it here on stage this morning. You know that Jesus is coming soon, very soon, and the events of the world really are explaining that and declaring that loud and clear. And there is so much work yet to be done. And so each one of us need to be disciples for Jesus. Each one of us need to be Bible workers. It is our Christian duty to go out and tell the world about Jesus. And that's one thing that Adventist World Aviation has been doing. And um, I've been involved with, um, well, Quiet Hour Ministries for 17 and a half years before I came to Adventist World Aviation. And even before that, I was involved during high school with... um, at the media center in Simi Valley. I was born and raised in Southern California. My home is still there. I enjoy, when people ask me where I live and where I work, I I love saying, I live in California, I work in Milwaukee. And they go, how does that happen? Well, you know, you just fly back and forth. And I do that a lot. But fortunately, um, um, AWA, Pastor Rick, allows me to work at home, but then there are times when it's really beneficial for me to be here in Milwaukee, and so um, I'm learning to really love Wisconsin. Last year when I came here, you know, there was a lot of pressure, okay, you got to move here, you got to move here, and I'm thinking, Wisconsin? No way. You know, I'm a Southern California girl, born and raised, and I love my beaches, but um, I've been here a lot in the last year, and you guys have some awesome beaches. I am also a sports fan, and you have some awesome teams here. But the best part is that you have the color green. California, especially Southern California, we are into brown and concrete. So I'm I'm really thinking that it might be possible within a year or two I might be moving and becoming a, what do you call it, a Wisconsin? So, um, I titled the sermon today, Learning from Aviation. Um, Over the last several months, as I've been taking some flying lessons here in Wisconsin, actually, at Palmyra, um, they have a great airport there. It's fun learning to take off and land in soft terrain, mainly because most of our airfields 
that AWA has around the world are on that self air, um, that soft terrain. Not that that's where I'm headed, but, um, Pastor Rick felt that, um, since it's my responsibility to go out and do project development and talk to people and write about our mission projects and our needs that, um, it's important for me to understand really what it's all about by flying. And since I've always wanted to, since I was a child, I thought it was a great idea. Um, but as I started flying, and you're up above everything, and you look down at the world. And the first thought I had is, mm, this is what God sees. You know, um, all the little trees and the cars and the beautiful mountains. And and um, obviously at my stage of the game, I'm not flying above the clouds because I'm not qualified yet to do that. But, you know, flying commercially, you do fly above the clouds, and it's always fun to look at the clouds, and so you feel like you just reach out and pull it and pretend it's cotton candy or something. But when I was actually, when I'm actually flying, for some reason I feel closer to God up there. I know I'm not. I know that, you know, you were close to God wherever we at when we just invite him in to our hearts and to our homes and into our church. But there's just that feeling of being up in the air. And so as I'm flying and I'm learning and studying my materials, all of a sudden it started clicking how there are so many principles of aviation that can parallel with being a Bible worker, being a disciple of Jesus, sharing our testimony, our love for God. And so... Today, I want to go through some of those principles that I have thought of through my um, hours of flying. Because there are some between air travel and a Bible study, whether it's a Bible study, a very formal one, or whether it's just casually um, sharing Jesus with somebody. In fact, I had the experience, a very unique experience, on the plane from Ontario, California to Dallas, um, the lady sitting next to me was actually a young college student from Mexico City. And um, as soon as uh, we started taking off, you know, she started doing all this, you know, with her. And I go, she's obviously Catholic because she was going through the whole rosary. And then I was just watching her, and she was next to the window, and I was on the aisle seat, and then I realized... I don't think she's flown much before because every little bumper, every little, you know, she's, you know, like, I'm thinking, okay, you know. And um, so I just kind of left her alone. And pretty soon she asked me, ¿Se habla español? And I go, un poquito, you know. And so I asked her, I said, um, ¿Se habla English? She said, no, 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 you know. So, but she wanted to talk. Fortunately, with quiet hour, I spent a lot of time in Spanish-speaking countries. So I was able to pick up a little bit. We had an amazing conversation, and I really believe that God brought to my memory a lot of the Spanish words that I had studied. Because right there, we were sharing what it was like to be a Catholic versus what it was like to be an Adventist. And she was from Mexico City, and uh, was a student there, 
but had heard about Adventistas. And so it was, it was very a unique experience. So you never know where you're going to be when you're going to have that opportunity to share Jesus. And um, I like to turn any opportunity that I can find into that. So whether you're getting ready to fly a plane or getting ready to share Jesus with somebody, you need to begin with good preparation for optimal performance, aviators, and we're just going to call us today Bible workers because we all need to be Bible workers. We need to be in good physical and mental preparation for this journey because even fig and illness, fatigue and illness is responsible for many of um, aviation accidents. But, you know, fatigue and illness can also be the result of many biblical accidents where we're not in our right mind, we're not feeling right, and therefore, um, whether you're speaking the words or a sermon in action, if our attitudes, because we're not feeling well, portray a negativity, we are portraying a negativity of our relationship with God. And so they need to, um, we need to be prepared in all ways, whether we're giving a Bible study, sharing our testimony, or flying an airplane. Um, one of the things that every airplane has is an operation manual, and pilots are required to follow the instructions of that manufacturer's manual for that particular plane that they fly. And you know, as Christians, we have an operation manual, and it's the Bible. And after all, you know, God's command to each one of us as his disciple is to preach the word. And that is found in 2 Timothy 4.2. And the Bible is something that's very useful for us in teaching and training in righteousness so that we may be thoroughly equipped. Um, as 2 Timothy 3.16 and 17 tells us. And we need to adopt that manual as our, that Bible as our operational handbook in bringing people safely to Jesus. Um, my youngest son, who's 25 years old, he, um, and his fiance went with me with an AWA to the Philippines this past February. And he decided he wanted to co-preach with me at one of the sites. And it was a wonderful experience. And But one of the things he realized is, he says, Mom, I think I know the Bible, but when people come up and start asking me Bible principles, he says, I don't know the Bible, which is one of the reasons why I chose this text today, John five thirty nine. You search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life, and it is these that bear witness of me. I think many of us think, and I'm speaking for myself too, that we really think we know the Bible. But are we really searching it? Um, comparing versions, comparing other um, references to it so that we totally understand what it means. We need to adopt it so that we can safely bring people to Jesus on the journey that we are going to take them on. It is also a source of food for the soul. Years ago, when you got on an airplane, whether you were flying for an hour or ten hours, you always got a meal. Today, if you're just flying, you know, across the United States, you're lucky if you even get a cup of water. 
But our Bible is our recipe book to feed spiritual passengers who are on their journey to heaven. And it should be used abundantly and attractively to new people so that we can attract them to our church and so that we will, they will continue to want to come to get that spiritual food. Just as an airplane pilot and his crew are responsible for a, the crash or for the damage that may happen to a passenger on their journey to wherever they may need to go, we are responsible for maybe that crash that we might have caused one of our spiritual passengers to happen because of our lack of understanding and not being prepared with the spiritual food. Plotting the course. Before we get up and flying, you always plot your course where you're going, making sure you know that you're not going to run into any high towers, tall buildings, mountains, going around weather problems, there's always careful planning. It's one of the key successes in aviation. Prior to departure, aviators go around and check the electronics and the mechanical instruments of the plane and review the trajectory of the flight. But preparation is also needed in giving a successful Bible study or sharing Jesus with others because the topic that's going to be presented must be clearly understood not only by those that are receiving it but by those who are giving that Bible study or sharing their testimony. The texts that you're going to be using need to be reviewed and marked for easy access. Many times we get so consumed with our daily life that we have not enough time, that we don't allow enough time to minister for the word. We say, well, I'm so busy. I just, I don't have time to talk to them right now. And this can happen to the best of us. In fact, the, just, the apostles, um, when Jesus went to heaven, you know, there became many more apostles than the 12. And those other apostles were so busy doing the ministry to the point that they were actually disregarding preaching the word of God. And in view of this problem, the 12 disciples came to them, and in Acts 6, 2, we read that they said to them that it's not right for them to neglect the ministry of the word of God in order to wait on tables. And how many of us spend precious time that we could be, you're standing in a bank line, standing at the uh, in the grocery store, wherever it is that you meet somebody, meet a friend, you may not necessarily go up there, oh, are you saved? You want to have a Bible study now? But you know, just a smile, a helping hand, being there to help is a testimony. It's making friends. A focal point of flight preparation is your destination. Where are you wanting to go? Pilots plot a safe route to take passengers where they need to go. And you have a ticket. And it's impossible to get your ticket if you're going to Milwaukee. Decide, mm, I don't want to go to Milwaukee. I'm going to go to Chicago instead. No. Your ticket says Milwaukee. Pilots plot, plot the safe route to take them there safely. And they communicate with the control towers to meet the departure and the arrival times. And we as God's disciples, 
We need to be careful that we are plotting a safe route for those that we are leading to Jesus. And that even includes our daily life as we go about and do our business. We need to maintain constant communication with God, who is in our control tower, by following a systematic method of constructing a Bible study does not rule out nor limit the guidance of the Holy Spirit. We need to keep him as part of our flight crew. And then choosing the topic is like choosing where you're going to fly. People book flights to places that they need to go. Well, people come and want to hear about Jesus and learn about Bible principles because they, too, have a place that they want to go. Many of them don't know how to get there. And as Seventh-day Adventist Christians, we should know how to get there. We should be willing to be their pilots and help them reach that higher level of spirituality and become closer to God because... After all, our destination is heaven. Therefore, what we need to give them, those Bible topics that we share with them, need to be the relevant um, to what their needs are. If somebody is struggling with answered prayers, that's not the time to talk to them about another Bible principle. That would be like trying to get on a flight to Chicago instead of to Milwaukee. They need to know in what airport of life those interests are so that they can be helped to their journey to heaven. And every understood biblical principle leads the hearers of the word a step closer to their destination. Taking off in aviation is probably one of my favorite things to do. I love taking off. And we know that's the act of leaving the ground. And it's really one of the most important maneuvers in aviation because a miscalculation by mistake by the pilot can be very disastrous. And it starts with the crew's effort um, to capture the attention of the passengers and also provide them with the specific safety instructions. You all seen it. You have all heard the, the flight attendants up there telling you how to put on your seatbelts, what to do with the little yellow things that pop down, which I've never seen pop down, fortunately. And I'm sure many of you have flown on Southwest Airlines and have heard their humorous um commentary on all the safety principles. In fact, some of them have even been posted on on YouTube because they're so hilarious. But you know what? Those safety principles really are important. And so Southwest Airlines has taken it a step further to make sure that they capture their passengers' attention. What are we doing to capture the attention of the passengers that we need to help on their journey to heaven? When we begin to share Jesus with others, we need to really capture their attention and make sure that they are ready for that journey, that we're going to take them through the Bible principles, and that they understand what they're learning. Eye contact is also very important. When I'm up flying, I remember the very first time I was up flying, uh, my instructor said, um, okay, after we took off and we headed... um, West for a while. But he says, okay, now you can go to the south. So I just took the thing and I, whoop, going south. And he goes, did you look to see if traffic was coming? Traffic, you know. 
And he goes, well, yeah, you know, there could be something. And so it was a new principle for me thinking, you know, I'm up in the sky. The sky's mine. I own it. It's not like I'm on the road in L.A. traffic. But eye contact was important. And after that, whenever I turn, make sure that I'm looking around to make sure that there's nobody else up there that's going to cause problems for me or I cause problems for them. But when we're sharing Jesus with others, eye contact is also important. Through our eyes, by watching them, we can see maybe there's a tear, a glow of satisfaction, maybe a frown of misunderstanding or confusion. Even when you're sharing it with somebody that you may have just casually met and you're sharing Jesus with them. So are you sharing it with enthusiasms? Are your eyes showing enthusiasm and love for Jesus? Sometimes taxiing at large airports takes so long that it leaves you the feeling that you're actually going to be driving on the road to your next destination. That happened to me flying out of Salt Lake City a number of years ago. We were on the taxi just going and going and going, and I mentioned to um, the lady sitting next to me, I think we're probably just going to take the freeway all the way to Los Angeles because it doesn't seem like we're going to go up in the air soon. But, you know, that's the same with when we're giving a Bible study. There is a, a length of time. Um, some have even said that we should not spend so much time setting the table that there's no time to eat. So when you're introducing your topic or when you're starting to talk to somebody about it, are you taking so long in the introduction that there's no time for the spiritual food? Normal liftoff is one in which the airplane is headed into the wind and gradually gains altitude, letting the plane actually fly itself off to the ground. And this is usually when you're headed right straight into the wind. And the same as sharing Jesus with others. We need to gradually lift up those who are interested in the Bible and let them learn about God in a slow, gradual at their pace, allowing them to be able to totally understand and assimilate the message. Cruising altitude is another thing that has a very similarity between a pilot and a Bible worker because they can take their passengers to unbelievable heights. In aviation, the higher that you fly, the less oxygen is available and the more difficult the journey becomes. In fact, the world altitude rate record for an airline was set on August 22, 1963. It was at 354,200 feet by an X-15. And commercial aircraft today are in pressurized cabins at heights where humans normally, without the oxygen, would have problems breathing. But you know the contents of the Bible... Every part of the Bible will help take those who are interested to a higher level of concentration level and retention of the capacity of the Bible students. And so we need to share Bible principles at an altitude that's suitable for their learning and comprehension level. Because hypoxia is a condition that's produced by lack of oxygen. And in 1999, the 
professional golfer, Payne Stewart, and five other people, if you may have remembered this, they actually lost consciousness while they were flying due to hypoxia. So we need to make sure that when we are communicating Bible principles to those that we are witnessing to, that we don't cause them to crash because of homiletic hypoxia. People give up on God when it becomes too complicated, too confusing, a lot of misunderstandings of the Bible principles. The FAA strongly emphasizes the necessity of forming correct habits in flying straight and level. And this is when you're flying at a constant heading and your altitude is at the maximum there, where, where you're just in, in a constant heading and the altitude is constant. But what about straight and level flying in the Bible? It may look easy, but it really isn't. It starts with good preparation and then inviting the Holy Spirit to become part of it, to give guidance, and then spending time in prayer. Because the mind is a powerful warehouse of ideas. And we all have all these ideas running through our minds. And when you're leading someone to Jesus, the ideas must be related to the topic and be of the Bible. They've got to be God ideas and not something that we have concocted on the side. Unless they're God ideas, then we are not flying straight and level with the Bible. Landing. You've all heard the saying, what goes up must come down. And that's true in aviation. I remember, I think it was the eighth time that I was up flying, um, my instructor said, okay, it's time to go back to the airport now. We're going to do some practice and taking off and landing. And so then he sat back and folded his arms. And I said, okay, where do we go? He said, well, you should know where you're supposed to go. And I I hadn't been paying attention. One of the things about flying over Wisconsin is it all looks the same to me. Flying in California, it's easy. Oh, yeah, I recognize that building. Oh, yeah, look at that one over there. Or those mountains, the hills. But um, landing is one of the most important phases of of flight. But you got to get to the airport. I've now learned to recognize where the airport is. Over 50% of aerial accidents happen on the approach or the landing. The flight is not over until the airport has been parked safely. And that's the same with sharing Jesus with others. It's important to end the Bible study or the discussion that you're having on a very positive note. Know where you're going to land. Know and land when they're wanting more wanting to further their relationship with God. You know, aviation principles in flying a plane can really teach us how to carefully lead someone to Jesus, helping them to have an electrifying and transforming spiritual journey, which will eventually lead each one of us to heaven. Because, you know, Jesus is coming soon, very soon. And the world just explains it in everything, I, I just, it, it tore at my heart yesterday when I happened to see the news, um, um, the headline on one of the newspapers, 
four crashes and more than 400 people perished. You know, and the first thing I thought of is the sign of Jesus coming. And as Christians and disciples of Jesus, it's our duty to become pilots for Jesus and help bring people to heaven. Father in heaven, thank you so much for this beautiful Sabbath day that we can come here and worship you. Thank you that we have the opportunity to become Bible workers, disciples for you. Please help your coming soon so that we may be able to leave this wretched world and go to heaven. Bless each person here. Thank you for being with us, for sending the Holy Spirits, and please take us safely back to our homes until we come again next week. We pray these things in the awesome name. Amen.